Life Audio. Hey, friend, Heather Creekmore. Today, I'm going to rattle and rock your life a little bit because my guest is Francie Winslow. Oh, y'all, she's so good. She is telling it straight when it comes to sex. And oh, my goodness, does she have some insights for us. You can listen to her podcast called Heaven in Your Home. It, too, will rock your world. (laughs) It has rocked mine. And I am so excited for you to listen to my two-part interview with Francie Winslow. Ah. It's so good. You're going to want to share it with a friend. Before we dig into today's show, I've got a quick question for you. Have you left a review yet? Oh, friend, if you would just consider pressing pause right now and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, leave your five-star review, write a comment about how the show has touched you. That would bless me so much. That's how other people find the show. So if you've been helped by the show and you think, you know what, I know other women need this help too, leave a review and that will help them find the show. Thanks so much for your consideration. Now let's get going. Welcome to Compared to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compared to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here, the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone. You've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Francie Winslow, thank you so much for being on the Compared to Who show today. Absolutely. What an honor. Thanks for having me. Oh, this is such a treat. I was introduced to your podcast recently, a few months ago. And within the course of a day or two, I heard your podcast recommended by two people. And I was like, okay, well, you know, the first (laughs) recommendation, it can fly by. The second recommendation, I've got to just stop and check this out. And so I dug in and I binge listened for quite a while. And you're doing great work. Oh, wow. Thank you. In In a really tough, tough area. And so what I would love to do is just, if you just tell us your story, like how in the world did you come to be the person? I mean, I feel like I can't believe I'm talking about body image stuff, but girl, Mm. you've like far surpassed. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know if you're shocked that you're talking about this or not, but, but I would just love to hear how you came to do what you do. Would you share your story with us today? Yeah, it's it's funny. I mean, I look at my desk and I have stacks and stacks of just sex books and <laughs> I laugh. So it's just become very normal in our home. Like it's just what we talk about as a even as a family. Our, my kids know what I'm doing at this point. They're teenagers. And it's just it is unlikely that this is my ministry for sure. Um, I always had a heart for God, but I always thought I would be a Bible study teacher. And that's what I love is digging deep into God's word and God's heart with women. And um Ironically, that's actually what I'm doing Mm -hmm. because that is his heart is intimacy. And I do talk about married sex because practically God gave us this gift of our bodies and he made us sexual beings, not out of shame or by accident or a big, you know, cosmic whoops. 
it is all beautiful and it's all good. And I didn't always know that. And I didn't always believe that or experience that. And so what I've realized is that my calling actually didn't change in going deep into God's heart with women. It's just a much different setting than I knew. And I didn't couldn't foresee that because I wasn't free enough to celebrate it back then. Mm -hmm. And I was still in bondage on so many levels to shame and to insecurity in my body that I I wasn't able to see the beauty that God had designed. And I've been on a healing journey for the last 18 years, really since day one of my marriage, it just became very apparent, whoa, I am not okay in this area. Um, I did grow up in the church and was grateful for that foundation. Um, I loved God deeply as a young person and, and really wanted to serve him with everything. And so um, I did kind of, I gave him my dating life. I was like, God, you can have everything. And I, I really was pursuing um, purity in a, the most wholehearted way I knew how. And yet when I got married, it was like I went from don't do it, don't do it, don't do it to you mm-hmm. can do it and you should do it. And I th- thought, how can I? How can I do it? How can I think about doing it? How do I make this transition? And so that began my journey of really the heart work that God is inviting me into. And my ministry has um, been an overflow of that space. Oh, I love it. And and I get it. I was the same way, Francie. I mean, that was my story too. It was, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And then I, I tangibly remember, <laughs> you know, as you probably do too, the wedding night was like, ah, this is just, it's, it's hard, you know? And it was, it was frustrating to not be able to like rev up <laughs> in a way, yeah. the way I had been able to rev up in other scenarios where it wasn't <laughs> appropriate yeah. and then stop. I was like, no, like, why can't my body rev now? So that, mm. yeah, that was, that was a struggle for me too. Well, you share on your podcast a little bit about maybe having some body insecurity. You just mentioned it. Would, would yeah. you share that part of your journey? This is a podcast for women with body image issues. So, you know, any anything yeah. um, from your journey that sticks out to you on that front? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I was married really young and I was 20. So I didn't really have the years to gain a lot of wisdom in kind of what's healthy or what's um, appropriate as a, as a woman and what a woman should be. I felt kind of like a child in some mm-hmm. ways, like I just felt insecure and unsure of myself. And so I think the biggest thing I, I felt was just really um, uncomfortable in my own body. And that's mm-hmm. one thing when you are on your own and you can kind of just stay covered up and and kind of hide behind literal layers of clothes. Mm-hmm. But when you are invited to be naked with someone who's your husband, your spouse, your forever person, then all the insecurities really that were probably there on some level just came fl- raring to the surface. And so it was an uncomfortable place for me and a place that God clearly wanted to heal. And I, I often find that in my journey with God, the places that I have the most insecurity, mm-hmm. I kind of want to shove down and I want to like pray down or cover up or hide it some way by, you know, highlighting other strengths or whatever. And I feel like what I've learned over the years of, of allowing God to heal my heart on these different levels is that when an insecurity comes up, it's really a Holy Spirit invitation to healing. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of the faster way to me for like 
wholeness and happiness, like just let it come up, like just mm-hmm. quit trying to hold it down like that balloon under the water. You know, you, you can try so hard to hold it down, but it's eventually going to pop up. So that was kind of um, my body image as a young bride was it just came to the surface. And so I ended up talking to my husband about it. And um, I was grateful that I had a good man mm-hmm. who really did want to learn how to love me. He didn't know how to love me. And that is kind of a funny thing about marriage is that you really don't know how to love each other. And mm-hmm. so I realized I needed to tell him what I needed in my healing journey. And I just needed his affirmation of my body. Mm. And I needed to say, hey, I'm really uncomfortable with these parts of my body. And I just named certain parts of my body that I don't think were beautiful. And I didn't really want to share or show. And I said, would you tell me your real thoughts about who you see me as and how you see my mm-hmm. body? And at first he was, you know, a little clumsy. But the more I, I just kind of said, that means so much to me. Thank you. Mm. It became kind of a ritual where he was able to be positioned to be an encourager. And I think that I've found that to be true in marriage. That's one of our most powerful ways we image God is that we get to speak life over each other. And were we perfect all the time in doing that? No, but there is power in that. And that was part of my healing was was kind of dropping my guard and being vulnerable with where I really was and how I was feeling about my body and then asking my husband to be a part of my healing journey. And so um, that led to many, many like months of night after night, us laying together and him just naming parts of my body that he loved. And my body size didn't change. My shape didn't change overnight, but it was just um, being comfortable with where mm-hmm. I am and who I am with the one that I love. And that was part of the healing. It wasn't as mm-hmm. much the size that changed, but it was my heart and my acceptance of who I was and knowing that I could be okay with where I was being naked and unashamed with the person that was my forever person. And it was a journey, but it, I think the main thread was vulnerability. Like, Hey, this is where I am and this is what I need. And, um, so it was a gift. Yeah. It's still continued. You know, I have six babies and (laughs) it's been a journey, but it's continued. It actually has continued to be a place of healing of saying, Hey, I still, now I'm insecure that my boobs are saggy. Now I'm insecure (laughs) that, you know, I have like different levels of insecurity that I didn't have when I was 20. And just saying, will you affirm me again? Will you tell Mm -hmm. me that I'm beautiful? Because it's so easy just to compare to what I see on TV or what I see is, um, you know, at the gym and these like 20 somethings are running around their spandex. And I'm thinking, wow what's what's happening on on my end and then reminding myself okay who what i found mostly over the years is that god created man and fem- male and female in his image and one of the things that i've noticed about men is that he made men strong And I'm not drawing a false comparison. Women are strong too, but men are donned with strength and women are donned with beauty. And it's undeniable cross-culturally, anywhere you go in the world, men long to be strong and women long to be beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I've realized in my recent years that my beauty is actually has nothing to do with my size, Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with uh, weight that I have or don't have. It has to do with the essence of who I am Mm -hmm. coming from the inside to the outside. And so, and confidence is one of, joyful confidence is one of those things that's most beautiful whether I'm in the bedroom or out in public, wherever I am. And so that's been part of my journey too, is realizing that as an image bearer of God, as a woman, I actually am beauty Mm -hmm. and I carry and reveal the beauty of God in my femininity um, at every stage. So that's been kind of part of my healing too, is reframing away from my body to what I reflect as an image bearer. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. We'll talk more right after this break. Feeling stressed? Let's take better care of you. I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com. 
The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. And there's so many places I want to dig in, but let's let's start with what you just said. That joyful confidence. I love I love that you said that. Because culture tells us, right, that confidence comes after you get the size, Mm. after you get the body, after you get the look, then you'll feel confident. In fact, I talk to women every week that are like, I just want this to change with Mm. my body so that I can feel confident. Yeah. That's not where that joyful confidence comes from, is it? Right. No, it's not. Because it, 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 the the metric is always moving. It's never quite right. You're never quite there. Right. So for the listener, who's saying, okay, I hear you. That makes sense. Sounds maybe even familiar. Like, where do I find joyful confidence? What would you say to her, Francie? Well, I would say that one of the practical pathways that I've been on is agreeing with God. Mm -hmm. Because in the beginning, I base pretty much my whole ministry on Genesis 1. Because as Christians, we often focus on Genesis 3. Like, yes, we're all sinners and we need salvation. And that is absolutely true. But that's actually not where God started the story. He started in the beginning. God had a dream. And it was the garden dream where he laid out his passion and his heart and his design on the body of a male and a female on all of creation. And he called it very good when he made the man and the woman and he looked at them. They were very good. And so when I look at the mirror, oftentimes my first instinct is not to agree with God, but it's to agree with the liar who is sneaking Mm -hmm. around in the garden and say, did God really say? Mm -hmm. And I find that if God said, I am very good, like you are wonderfully made, Psalm 139, marvelous are the works of God. You are knit together, marvelous, wonderful, very good. That's the word of the Lord over us. But the enemy of our souls comes in and say, did God really say, are you really? No, you're not quite enough of that or enough of that. And so I feel like the Lord has challenged me over the years to come into agreement with what is true and call this very good. And what that's looked like for me is literally blessing my body. Mm. I mean that very literally. I There was a time where I heard a marriage speaker say, you need to get in front of the mirror naked and look at your body and bless it. And I thought that is the craziest thing I've ever heard. I'm never Mm -hmm. doing that. Mm -hmm. Never. And it was because I was super wrapped in shame and Mm -hmm. I was so uncomfortable with my body. And it was more than weight or body image in that sense. It was my sexual nature. I was Mm -hmm. very uncomfortable with my feminine beauty. And um, I would never have admitted that. I would just say, she's weird. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm fine where I am. But it was really shame masquerading probably through pride. Like, I'm not going to do that. That's stupid. But what I realized is I couldn't get it out of my head. She does what? Mm-hmm. I'm not free enough to do that. Mm-hmm. And I realized I God is inviting me, even though my heart was a little closed. There was a tiny door of curiosity. And so with time... And honestly, with the the love and the support of a good man who was willing to do it with me, agreeing with my body being good, whether I've just birthed a baby or I'm nursing, I'm hot mess, you know, all of those things and agreeing with a higher truth. And so it took me into my bathroom alone, into my shower saying, well, I think my arms are good. I can mm-hmm. say my arms are good because they hold babies. Mm -hmm. And just being comfortable with my body as it is and seeing the beauty of what my body does every day. Okay, these breasts are good because they're nourishing life. Mm -hmm. 
And this tummy, even though it's a little bit more stretched out and full, is good because it has delivered life. And even if you haven't delivered life in um, recent years or maybe ever before, you have that essence of being good because you are a woman made in the image of God. And my legs are good because I can run to the mailbox and get my mail, like the everyday things that I'm grateful for and begin to exterior, like bless the exterior parts of my body. My eyes are good because I can look out and see beauty. And then sooner or later, my soul comes out and Mm -hmm. I start to need to believe it for every part of my body, including my sexual parts Mm -hmm. and believe this is good. And so it was a slow progression. It started fully clothed, like, okay, Mm -hmm. I bless my body. But then as I got more comfortable, like even in the bathroom when I'm alone, okay, God, I'm going to look at the mirror, my naked body and actually say, this is good. Mm -hmm. Thank you, God. And it has taken time, but I actually can say that I'm at a point of growth and freedom that I can look at my body most days. I won't say I'm perfect, but as it is and be thankful Mm -hmm. and be comfortable. Maybe that comes with age too. I don't know. But um, I think because I'm seeing a higher story played out through Mm -hmm. my body that I'm a a God revealer and I reveal beauty to my children and to Mm -hmm. my husband. And that helps me find joyful confidence because there might be a season where I put on a few pounds or a season where I get more trim, but those things, they might uh, give me more energy. You know, I mm-hmm. feel better when I've exercised and I have more strength to um, go throughout my day that feels energizing. But I think seeing my deep value as an image bearer and really agreeing with that through literal body blessings has been a game changer for me in terms yeah. of finding joyful confidence. Oh, that's awesome. What a great answer. So let me let me ask you a question. Okay. Do you believe that that step that you just explained, kind of working through the shame, agreeing with God about your body, do you believe that mm-hmm. that is kind of a precursor to being free in the bedroom, to being free oh, to yeah. be naked in front of your husband? Absolutely. Because you can't, no matter what you do, you can't give away what you don't have. Mm. And sex is not about checking a box. Mm. And it's not about a duty. It's not about meeting your husband's needs. It's actually the feminine essence of being sexual is that you are receptive. Mm. Our bodies tell that story. Our mm. bodies, even sexually, our genitals reveal that we're made to receive and not just receive, but receive maximum pleasure. Our bodies are designed by our good creator, by our good God to receive more than twice the amount of pleasure that a man's body is capable of. We never hear conversations about that in the church or even in the world because sex has often been so male centric. Mm -hmm. And I love men. I love our men. I bless them and I want to see them elevated into holy masculinity. And there is also a conversation where women need to understand that they were actually designed for massive amounts of sexual pleasure for their health and happiness and wholeness, and that it's a gift from God. And because we have this tendency to be givers all the time, like do for the Mm -hmm. kids, do for the husband, do for the job, do for the community, we're always giving and doing. It's very rare that we sit back and actually notice and embody the fact that we're made to be receptive. Mm -hmm. That means that sex is about you receiving lots of pleasure. And it's very hard to receive when insecurity is rolling through your brain. Mm -hmm. Because insecurity makes your guard come straight up. And if you think about it, even if somebody at the grocery store gives you a compliment and you're actually quite insecure, oh, girl, I like your shoes. Oh, they're nothing. I just got them at the dollar store. You know, like, Mm -hmm. not really, but you kind of always play it down and you don't really want to receive. Like, what if we just Mm -hmm. at the grocery store, I love your outfit. And you just said, thank you. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And you receive it. Oh, your hair's looking so pretty today. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I feel like that might be a first step to That's even good. becoming sexually receptive is can you be receptive of compliments throughout the day? Yeah. Can you be receptive when your husband says something nice to you or your kids thank you for something and and you can actually say, yeah, I did yeah. do a good job instead of beating yourself up or rehearsing the list of things you didn't get done. I'm the queen of that. Like, yeah, I did about 50 really good things for my kids, but I didn't do those two things. And I get hung up on those two things. And so noticing the mind game at all times as a woman, I think helps us see the picture in a more integrated way of how am I at being receptive as God designed me to be? And then knowing that receptivity requires a sense of okayness with who you are Mm -hmm. and comfort and confidence to just simply receive because you were made to receive. And I think that that is a a gift God gave us that we don't often tap into because we're kind of stuck in that more um, giving space rather than Mm -hmm. receiving. Yeah, that's so good. And I talk to women all the time where we have a, a similar conversation where it's like, okay, you know, well, what's your husband saying? Oh, he thinks I'm beautiful. And and they're like, and, but they're still stuck, you know, like, oh, I'm just, I'm never going to be comfortable, you know, in the bedroom. I'm never going to be comfortable unclothed because, you know, I know that he knows that other women are more beautiful than I am. Mm. And, and just this stuckness that I think permeates so many of us because yeah. we see the images of culture, right? Like we, yeah. we do know that our men have the ability to see women who look like a certain cultural standard of beauty all the time. Um, and, and yet when it comes right down to it and the way I encourage them, I'd love to hear what you would say, but the way I encourage these women is like, no, he chose you. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't matter. He's not placed you. I mean, granted there are, and we're going to talk about that later, I hope, but there are some, some men who maybe need a little bit more um, Holy Spirit infiltration in this arena, mm-hmm. um, some more kindness in this arena, but yeah. But the, in this particular scenario, the women, the marriages I'm talking about, it's like, he chose you. Mm-hmm. Don't put yourself in an imaginary beauty contest and yeah. decide you're the loser and let that determine the level of intimacy you can have in your marriage. Like, no, oh, he picked you. What, what would you say to the woman who's, yeah. who's always competing in her head and that's where she's getting stuck in sex? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I have definitely felt that same thing because I feel like I am, I'm, very average, you know, body wise, just very average, just very normal and not exotic or not what I would look at, like walking down the road and be like, oh, she's so sexy and hot. I just am like, I'm just a mom. And that's kind of my internal dialogue is, oh, I'm just this or I'm not quite impressive in that way. And then I look around and see all the things that I'm not. And that's kind of the the narrative in my head. And as I told Wyatt that, and this is, this is for women who are married to decent guys who just mm-hmm. are trying to get it right. And if you are married to somebody who's not kind, to you, this is not the conversation that you um, need to w- bear the weight of because there needs to be work done on his part. But if you're married to a guy who's a decent guy doing his best to love you well, believe him mm-hmm. and uh, choose to believe him and choose and tell him, hey, I am trying to believe you. Just keep celebrating me. Someday I'll believe you. And my husband has mm-hmm. said that like, Francie, someday you'll believe me. Someday yeah. you believe me that I actually love your boobs just like they are because <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel insecure. Like I'm small up top and I'm not enough and I might feel like, oh, maybe maybe he wishes I was different. And what he has, I was like, I just need you to keep telling me and I I want to believe you. And I think that body blessing really has helped me. But then also him saying, Francie, when you're confident, you're the most sexy Mm -hmm. and it's not when you're a certain size. And Mm -hmm. so confident, then he's like, I chose you exactly what you're saying. And you define beauty for me. And I think Mm -hmm. it does 
if there happen to be any men listening, it does require men to um, honor their husbands with their eye, honor their wives with their eyes, because their eyes were meant to be filled with their wives. Yeah. And I think that is part of the conversation that that needs to happen in the church is that we are very visual culture, and you are meant to be the the one and only for His eyes. Mm-hmm. And so that makes sense that there is a tendency to want to compare, but just know that. He wants you to believe him because he he is not he's not just blowing smoke. He is saying that because it's true. And what is beautiful is not a swimsuit model, but it's you confident. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Francie, this has been so good. Will you come back and join us again so we can dig into some maybe these, I don't know, these tougher topics is where I'd like to go. Are you willing? Absolutely. I'd love to. Okay. Thanks for listening today. I hope something today has helped you stop comparing and start living. We'll be back with Francie Winslow in the next episode. I hope you'll join us. The Compare Do Podcast is happy to be part of the Life Audio Network of Christian Podcasts. For great Christian podcasts, go to lifeaudio.com. Hello, this is Dr. Doug Grotheis, host of Truth Tribe, where we seek the truth through reason and evidence about what matters most. And we are not tribal since truth is for everyone. Please join me at the Truth Tribe as I discuss the reasons for Christian faith, the Christian worldview, and moral issues such as abortion and gender ideology. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search Truth Tribe on your favorite podcast app.